I like about that. Mm -hmm. Anchor, it's free too, by the way. Because y'all know mama doesn't pay for nothing. <laughs> okay, when did you start Riverbait Threats? Uh, the summer of 2014. Okay. okay. Yeah. Will you introduce yourself, Kendra, please? <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Kendra from River Babe Threads. Is that, do you want just That's more? perfect. That's perfect. I'll edit it. <laughs> that was great. That was great. And it was so chipper, too. It's going to be so cute. Okay, when did you start River Babe Threads, Kendra? In the summer of 2014. Okay, and you remember that. Why? Because why did you start the business? Uh, I started it because I was having a really hard time going back to work with a super colicky baby at home, <laughs> and I had to find a way to, my goal when I started was to make $500 a week so I could just stay home and work from home. I like that you had a goal. That's cool. That is really cool. I don't think a lot of people are like, what should I make? You knew, like, financially, yeah. this is where it $500 a week is what, and the crazy thing, the way Instagram worked back then, I was able to do those silly sales where you just post a picture and you're like, claim this. Mm -hmm. And I would sell bandana bibs by the dozen to people just like um, posting picture after picture and people would claim and I would just do a made to order. I would write it on a lined piece of paper. <laughs> so legit. <laughs> Some of us still do that. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's how we do purges still. So we still do it that way though. I make my assistant do that now because yeah. it stresses me Allie out. Does that. Oh, no. She can handle that stress. And I say, if we're testing my sanity, it doesn't really exist. So I don't think we should. Um, okay. What? I don't really know what I meant by this question. I had a couple of drinks. <laughs> I'm going to ask this question anyway. Okay. Uh, what is your biggest secret weapon? Like something that you do that maybe no one else does or not a lot of people do that's been successful for you? Um, traveling events mm -hmm. have been incredibly effective and a way that I didn't even necessarily know they would be. I knew they'd be good for marketing and kind of always justified the fact that we were going generally backtrack to say that I don't make money doing mm -hmm. traveling events. And people ask me all the time, are you going to make a lot of money when you go to this show? I'm thinking about this show. I'm going to travel to it. I'm going to make a lot of money. And the answer immediately is no, you will probably spend a lot of money, mm -hmm. but you can write off every single expense while you're traveling, which will help you during tax season. And then, um, beyond that long-term, it has benefited us tremendously. We see immediately after an event, a regional influx in sales. And then I can target where we've, it's crazy because Shopify tells you the cities in which people visit your website and the, the cities that the majority of your orders are coming from. Cities in which we have done events are exponentially higher than any city because people see you as a person and they're like, oh my gosh, I met this girl or my friend met this girl. And then I followed her on social media. Oh my gosh, she kind of has a lot of followers. That's cool. Oh wow. I really like this stuff. Like, you, you build kind that. Of. Well, yeah, you know, like you build that like connection with people where they're like, this is a human being. Like I'm not just buying something from Kohl's. This is what, this is what I like to preach. I call it the human touch because mm -hmm. like Amazon and social media is really sterile and if you can, like, reach out and touch someone and they're like, oh, that's real, that's why I want to buy from them yep. instead of Amazon. And she just nailed it perfectly. Also, 
what Kendra has told me before. She's like, girl, breaking even even at an event is good. Uh-huh. Like, that's where you're doing That's the goal. You the goal even, is break right? even. And there are some local events where, obviously, we'll, we'll make money because we're not traveling. I'll work the event, and I consider me free. So I'm like, oh, I have, like, no labor cost at that event. And then I mm-hmm. do – we had a, a random one at a local market during the holiday season that we did <clears> – <throat> four hours and it was like five thousand dollars in sales like an insane event that nobody had expected mm-hmm. it was the first year for it usually as a general rule don't do anybody's first event because it'll suck More but this one was just like one of those shocking surprises where it was amazing awesome. and so we'll have some but truly for events your goal is to break even mm-hmm. if you break even it was a success because you handed out business cards you made like that face-to-face contact with people people got their hands on your product they're going to take it home and they're going to test it, wear it, share it with people. And in the long run, that's the one thing that I think that we do more than most people and is a reason that we've grown, I think, a lot in the past year. That's what I call a vacation and free marketing. <laughs> um, the most I have invested in an event uh there was one in san jose Mm -hmm. that we sent our friends to and it ended up falling on a bad weekend and i want to say that weekend was halloween (laughs) something that i just didn't see when i was planning it because i was booking a bunch of things and i just whatever um yeah, we ended up, after paying them, paying for the the booth, sending out the merch, um, the shipping costs and sending out the merch, producing the merchandise. Yeah. Merchandise, so that's the other thing. It's for an event, for a normal event um, that I have a 10 by 10 booth, I probably have close to $10,000 in merchandise that I've prepared for that event. So don't show up at an event with like a, a large booth and a thousand dollars in product and expect to even break even because for the most part an event that's a 10 by 10 booth i'm spending a good one i'll spend up to two thousand dollars for that space and are you saying you've shipped your merchandise to for the tra- okay so there's a couple ways that we've done it we've tried to we've gotten better over time um initially yes we were shipping them to all of our traveling <laughs> events and that's obviously like at least a hundred dollars each way depending on how many boxes you are you can ship a usps priority mail two-day box up to 70 pounds um usually that's the cheapest and fastest way to get it to the event but then you're going to spend at least a couple of hundred dollars getting it there so then we started to book only southwest where you can carry on per person two suitcases or not carry check two suitcases and then carry on your actual personal items that you need so then we started taking four suitcases of product and then we would carry on our stuff. When we get to the city where we're doing the event, we buy um, disposable. I'm, they're not really disposable. They're actually just, we just buy the cheapest setup that we can buy while we're in that town because we're going to throw it away at the end. And that's the cheapest way that I can get the actual display items to uh, any city that is not Grand Rapids or that is not in driving distance of Grand Rapids is to literally just buy cheap display items when I get there. And we buy all hangers there because hangers, I'm not going to fill a box with hangers and ship it someplace because that's silly. They're a dime a dozen, literally. So we just buy hangers and we throw them away or give them to whoever's at the event. And yeah. 
Make a new friend. <laughs> I've gone around, like, for Mom Made Market. I was just going around, like, so many hangers. I was like, does anybody need these for the home? Because I have 100. <laughs> I ended up throwing them away outside of the airport. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to just throw these away. I'm going to, like, I'm going to find somebody down Someone's going to want them. them. Like, somebody's going to want these. No one wants your hangers, Nobody wants your hangers. And so we were... <laughs> At like a public wastebasket downtown San Diego, and I was like unloading hangers out of the car. Who was with you? I need another face. Oh yeah, my god! Entertain my idea. I was like, all right, whatever you say, we'll take them with us. <laughs> no, we're just gonna throw these away, and we did. I love it. Okay, number four, and this is like my favorite question to ask anybody because this is where I like to actually show this side of the business. Um. What has been your biggest fail? It's my favorite question. No, it's actually not hard at all. Um, <laughs> I don't know, there's a lot of them. I would say that my biggest lesson early on was definitely um, I tried to do too many things too quickly. I always wanted to do, like, I always said there's no point in me selling just t-shirts like I or there's no point in me selling just bibs like I don't want to be a single item website because I think that limits you and if you're actually trying to grow for some people here's the other thing some people want to be limited and that's totally fine if your goal is like I only want to do this much then absolutely limit yourself because you need to set those limits Mm -hmm. but for me that wasn't my goal and so I wanted to have a lot of different products and in order to do that I started doing a lot of different things simultaneously And I didn't have enough people to help me do all of those things. And when you're trying to do all of that, all by yourself, all so soon, you just kind of suck at everything. (laughs) So that's, and I'm doing everything okay. You're dying too. So it's weird because you're like, it sucks, but I'm trying so hard. Um, I have that personality where I definitely, and I have a consultant locally who owns like seven companies overseas. And so like, he's like a huge, like, billionaire I met him I used to bartend and he was one of my customers and his thing was definitely like you have to limit yourself and then you can press your limits when you get to the point where you have the resources to press those limits but like some people don't have that problem I do have that problem where like I have to limit myself and say like I want to do that but I can't do that right now like I have to keep that in the back of my head and we're going to do that later not right now yeah like two the wraps yeah. <laughs> yeah things like that well even like I just tried to do like a spin-off brand I've tried, I don't know. Taylor and I did a spinoff brand last oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I yeah. liked it a lot. Well, not before that. I had tried to do, like, we have all the mom and dad themed stuff. And I said, oh, there's a huge market out there for people that aren't moms and dads. And so I think we should do the reservoir, the print shop we named that now. I, like, took the logo and morphed it. But, um, so we were going to do, like, another line. And I was like, I already screen print shirts. Sure, like, how hard is this? Like, we already do it. I can come up with the di- designs really quick. I'll just do a separate website. Yeah, because managing two websites sounds like a great idea. Like, no. It's not. It's not. It's not fun at all. Listen. If you don't mind me asking, then, when you started doing these things and they didn't work out, how did you keep changing it? Did you explain that to everyone? Or how do you... Not really. I have still a lot of the products from when (gasps) I did that. Oh, that's good so, stuff, y'all. It's women clothing. Yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, that, no, that stuff from that boutique, we Oh, sold wait, that there's you? <laughs> that was, this is a different one. This is before that. What do you have? What is I it? I don't know. It was, it was like men, like streetwear, screen printed adult stuff, and then 
I don't know. Something. I don't know about this. I thought Work I knew everything girl. about Kendra. Work out of there. Yeah, it was a thing that happened once, okay? <laughs> <laughs> The best part is, like, don't work out. Like, the time you got things, right? Yeah. (laughs) You don't talk about it. Yeah, well, a lot of my mom's stuff is, like, that athleisure wear, but this was, like, legit workout clothes because there is also a market for that, and Mm -hmm. I don't work out. I'm not in that market. I don't know those people. I can connect with moms. Like, I am one, but people that work out, I'm like, I don't know. Let's talk about our crying babies. Let's not talk about working out. Um, I like that a lot. Um. I, I agree. And as a consultant, I usually tell someone like, you're here, be here. I use freshly picked as an example a lot because they started with a shoe mm-hmm. and now they have all the things and they yep. sell all the things, but they started with a shoe um, and they did it very successfully. And that's kind of where we were. Like we started with the romper, but now we have the things, yeah. but we don't have a lot of the things because well, it's interesting too because you kind of can see. I don't know if you watch other people the way I watch them, but like I see rags do it a lot, and I see them because they obviously like they start with the romper and they mm-hmm. did that thing, but you see them branch out and they test <laughs> these things and they come back into the yeah. romper, they keep yeah. coming back in, and you're like, okay, like I can see. Not like mm-hmm. I see your failure, but like I see you learning in what you're doing. And, th- and then they learn that some of their products, you know, and I think too, what happens with them and freshly picked, I think has probably these same challenges is um, kids grow out of that product quickly. Mm-hmm. So like kids grow out of rompers and kids grow out of moccasins quickly. And so you have to find other ways to keep that audience. Otherwise your acquisition rate is going to be like, you have to have a very high acquisition rate in order to maintain a high sales volume. Um I'm lucky enough where I offer enough products and my products grow with kids for long enough that I can keep them for indefinitely at this point. Like I could do up to size 16 and then we started adult extra small. So there's no size that we don't hit, but with products like that, you have, it's important to focus, but then you have to think like, how do I continue to grow and not spend so much money reaching out to these new customers because they're so expensive. This is So I won't even include this in the podcast, but I just want to tell you guys what I would say if someone said that to me. Uh, And we have a couple of like nursery businesses that are on a regular basis with us for consulting. So what I have told them and in the position that I'm in now, because I've been around for long enough that we have these people that are like, we know you and you did shirts. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did shirts a long time. I'm talking about like applique shirts, by the way. We did the screen printing too. Uh, We done it all. But what I tell them is you can still be the person because like a baby just walked out if you're wearing my product. She's not going to be a baby forever. But the mom loves me so much now that I am the baby shower gift. Mm -hmm. I am the thing that she buys for the new mom. So she's right, completely right. But we're in the position where we are and who we are and the way that we connect with people. Um, If you can find a way to make yourself that person because I know for me I buy a baby shower gift like there is something I want every mom to have and you want to be that person for you know whether it's babies or whatever it is like for you you're like how do I you can even market like you want to be the wedding gift yeah or yeah or like housewarming or oh, you bought a new home you have to get this or whatever it is you also want to be the gift that people get they love you and they love your brand so much that they're going to give it to everybody well, it's kind of threats funny, like, saying that. So the story about the girl next door is she was crazy. But the funny thing about her was 
Loco. People don't understand the value in being that and being, this is the place that I go for the items that I'm looking for to gift to somebody. Because first of all, like you're making the money off of that original purchase, but then you're making follow up purchases from the, the receiver, like the recipient of that gift is going to be like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. I'm going to go back to that place. I'm going to check them out. I'm going to visit their website. But she one day came over to me and she was just the type of person that wouldn't listen. But I tried to explain to her like how important that was because her whole thing was, I don't want to just be a gift shop. Like I don't want people to just come here for gifts. It's like, that's like, literally a great thing to be right there's the nothing perfect wrong with thing to do yeah. <laughs> everybody needs gifts all the time all the time and then during the holidays you're gonna be so freaking busy yeah but yeah not everybody wants to learn no not everybody and some people just want to hate life and that's okay right. i only have three more questions and then we can eat okay everybody's like gonna be like come on girl come on, come on. um okay this question is personal and you can share as much or as little as you want. Okay. okay. What e-commerce tools do you use? Do you utilize? You mean like my applications on my social or on my website? Like marketing. So like for us, you have named these before, by the way, I'm better at boss. Um, like you email, right? Oh yeah. Everybody emails. You use Pinterest. Not well, do you use Pinterest? I just okay, so yeah, oh, give she the thing. Pinterest. I found something she wasn't did, there. Kind of. I didn't know yeah. I did. So I <laughs> didn't know I set up right. She set up my Pinterest page a couple years ago. I synced it to my Shopify just when I was setting up my site and I didn't realize I was getting like twenty six thousand hits a month, but mm-hmm. nothing on my Pinterest had been updated since my intern so they were selling right? three years ago had done it. Well my new pins, I was getting clicks. I saw that I was getting traffic from Pinterest. I didn't think twice about it. But then when you went to my page and you looked at my boards, I was like, it looks like a toddler put this together. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> so I just fixed that. But yeah, so we use um you have a question? No. Okay. <laughs> I think she left. Do you need her? No. That was a question. <laughs> okay, cool. Is Leah gone? Oh, okay. Cool. Um, Ashley did just message me. So we, she, so we delivered to the back of the post office. This is just an Ashley thing. We delivered to the back and for whatever reason, Maybe I'm just more aggressive about it when I go and drop off the packages. I never have a problem. I pull right in. I pull up to the dock. I throw my packages on. I'm like, have a good day. Have a candy bar. Bye. <laughs> and I bribe them with candy bars so they don't hate me. And um, whenever she goes, she gets, like, boxed in by all the semis, and they don't let her out, and she gets stuck <gasps> in there, and she hates it, and she has a lot of anxiety in the That's car. That's hilarious. <laughs> so That's terrifying. Picture, there's, like, semis all around her. She's like, they're, like, directing the semis out, and they won't let me leave, and I'm stuck here. So Sorry. Um, okay, yeah. So we use uh, primarily. I always say we're like we were born on social media, so we will always use primarily Instagram, Facebook, um, Pinterest. Yes, uh, we do email us. I try to keep it to like. I honestly do it about once a week, sometimes mm-hmm. twice a week. I don't want to bombard people, and I feel like people have gotten to the point where they feel like social media. They're more accepting to seeing like the brand messages all the time, but in their email, sometimes I just don't want to see it. And so if you bombard them, I f- think you get a lot more people reporting or un- like unsubscribing from your list. And I don't want that. Um, so I want them to get the information that's important and I want them to get it in some frequency, but not in too much frequency. And then I actually have also done the uh, SMS 
text uh-huh. message marketing. People think that's very invasive, but it's also so effective. Um, so I have, I do that, like, I try to keep it to huge sales. So, like, Black Friday, I think I did one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did one for another, like, flash 40% off type sale that we had. And then I'll do one for our birthday sale coming up. But that'll be, like, a couple times a year. I have some companies that I get text messages weekly from. Like, mm-hmm. if you guys get Joanne's text messages, I get mm-hmm. them all the time. And, like, that's not offensive to me because I'm on the phone all the time. But <laughs> some people definitely don't like the text message marketing. And so um, I definitely would never overutilize that because that's a really good way for people to remove themselves from your list, which is not ever what I want. Um, let me see. Are there any other ones that I... I don't know. I'm trying to think now. Like for Facebook? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I know there are certain apps that will do that, and then I know some people actually go in physically and, like, message people. Mm-hmm. Um, I despise Facebook Messenger as just a general tool. Uh, so... It is a fine line. Yeah, definitely. I think that it, it totally depends on the person and like you were saying, like the exact brand that you're getting from and then yeah, marketing and messenger. Yeah. Got, like, yeah they're like, Shopify. Jonathan from Shopify keeps telling me to do that. And I'm like, I don't trust I feel this. like I don't trust this. I do feel like that. <laughs> could, well, I do that, and I believe she does as well. Um, and it will, like, auto-reply to you what's happening. He doesn't drive this Ford right here popping this curb, does he? Oh, that's my brother. Okay. Bless his soul. He is, Look away, everybody. Look my away. My brother is um, working for us because he started college and then realized he was poor. And then his car broke, so I had to give him my old one. I don't like ramen noodles. I need some money. I pay him $50 a week, and then I pay his tuition because he's so broke, and he didn't have enough money to pay for school. And I was like, child, how are you ever going to get through life? I don't know. I'll help you. Okay. um, This one will be a lot of fun. So two more questions. This one will be fun, and you have given this to Boulder at Boss before, but I want it in the podcast. So what does a day in the life of Kendra look like from start to finish? Okay. It can be as crazy as you want it to be, because mine would be really crazy. It does. It depends on if it's a drop day or not first, because drop days are super duper crazy. Yeah, don't give us a drop day. Um, so, yeah. So, generally, I get up. I'm that terrible person that I go straight to my phone. Mm-hmm. And I... What's wake-up time for you? Um, I usually... Kristen gets me up right before she needs to be taken to school. So, it's like 8-ish. She gets herself ready. Oh, that girl is... I need one. She starts my car for me before I'm awake. I need one. Show me where to get it. I love it. She's a good good thing. Um yeah, so it's really nice like eight and then uh I get on my phone. Mm -hmm. I usually um sometimes I'll post then. I should post then. I should always post then, but I've been slacking on that. So I like to get up, post, I check my sales from overnight because I'm obsessive Mm -hmm. and then um I take her to school drop her off come home I will spend some time in our VIP page and just on general social media making sure I've got a post up answering any questions um so I'll check my Facebook ads sometimes right then if I need to like renew anything or if I want to boost something that 
started to trend overnight or whatever. And then I get ready, come here. Um, what time is that? I usually, we open at 11. So I'm usually here about 11. Um, we print the orders as soon as we get here. And so all the orders from overnight are printed. And then we take anything from the day before that um, perhaps was printed at the end of the day or that we were like waiting on something that was in production. And we just start filling orders. I try to be hands off on that now, but it's not always possible because customers have to get orders and that's the number one priority. Huh. So um, ideally, I don't have to help fill orders, but sometimes I do fill orders. And then uh, I get on, I'll do any site maintenance. Um, Ashley does all of the emails, so that's great because she'll just sit at the computer next to me and she'll be going through the emails. If she has questions, she'll like throw them off me mm-hmm. and she handles all of that. I don't have to see it or think about it. Sometimes she'll like, if there's one that's like super crazy, she'll tell me about it. But otherwise <laughs> she kind of knows that I can't deal with the anxiety of hearing about all of the customer issues. Like if we screwed something up, just fix it. I don't want to hear about it. Just do it. Um, and then we get everything ready. Um, usually I have Aaron or Ashley doing all the pickups and drop-offs for the kids. So I don't even have to like leave work to do that. Throughout the day, we'll have like some walk-in traffic here and either myself or one of the girls that's working will pop up, do that. Um, we get the shipment ready generally. So, I mean, our sales days can kind of vary like the amount of orders that we're getting in on any specific day, but like a ship, the shipment you saw today is average-ish. Um, so generally we try to get out as large of a shipment as possible. I'll go through, I'll reconcile my shipping records. Um, so I'm just basically, I'll put on hold any order that I know is like waiting for a certain date. And then I'll just make sure we, we didn't like lose a packing slip somewhere. Like just look through everything and be like, is there anything missing? Is anything seem weird here? Um, do you place your holds in ship station? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Yep. Uh, I place all my orders before five o'clock. I only order caviar on Thursdays. Um, but everything else I can, I order daily. I order SMS like four times a day sometimes. Um, we do on any given day, uh, we do pickups with the seamstresses and, um, I'll do like fabric. I'll touch base, you know, call the girls and just be like, all right, what are you working on right now? What do you have left for fabric? And then how much of X product do you need restocked? And then I'll kind of do my fabric orders throughout the day. I spend a lot of my day ordering things. (laughs) I also spent a lot of my day in the middle where we're like filling orders, sorting blanks for production. This is why I don't do t-shirts. I'm many a lot of my day doing that. And I say I inventory makes my head hurt very badly. It's so without, we don't use SKUs and we have a lot of products. (laughs) Might be time. And so it creates a really weird life here where I say, (laughs) I feel like maybe we should have skews, but how do we start that now? We got in really deep before we thought about that. So we play a fun counting game a lot. Yes. We make it work. And then you go home and clock out when? Um, we are here until at least seven. Um, usually I'm a really awesome mom and I feed my kids takeout because there are like restaurants just right here and there's no time to cook them food by the time we leave here. Sometimes we don't leave here until honestly like 8.30 and it's a school night and I'm like, shoot, you guys have to go to bed sometime. And like I said, sometimes I have to come back, um, but hopefully it won't be like that forever. Yeah, it won't. Growing pains. I yeah. call them growing pains. Yep. They get to watch their mom be a hustler. And yeah. yeah be a hustler. And well, the cool thing too is that 
so we do the shows and the kids went with us to the last one we were at in New York and Kristen likes this type of thing anyway. Um, she was like setting up our booth, like putting all the stuff on hangers, telling people what to do, hanging everything up. Mom, do you want me to put the price board up? Like how much do you want this to be for? These are my girls. Everybody okay. that was there was like, oh my gosh, she's like oh, the wow. best little intern ever. I was like, I don't, I've never trained her to do any of this. She just like picks it up being here and just Aww. rolls with it. So. I feel Lincoln. <laughs> okay, I'm almost done. Number seven, and then I'll let you have your kid. Do you have, what one piece of advice can you give to someone just starting? So they just said, I have a colicky baby. I need to start my own business. Oh, my gosh. There he is right there. Can we turn this down? It's so loud right now. What's that noise? Why is that happening? There you go. Oh, you press that. Yeah. <laughs> and turn it off. Are you taking it off? Yeah. Alright, cool. I'll turn that too. I turned it off. I'll see you tomorrow. Alright, see ya, thank you. I can turn that. I'm not done with there. Um Well, the It'll it'll have a few parts to it, but it'll be kind of one piece of advice. Um I guess the first part of it would be whatever your expectations are right no, now. Don't turn it on again. Oh, well then turn the volume up. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, ladies. I'll, I'll come to you in a second. Oh. Chill. What? Why is that happening? Oh. <laughs> mhm. Mm Caleb isn't happening right here. Oh, the mama boy. You can sit on my lap for a second if he needs to. Mm. We're like, almost done. Who are all these women? I know, right? <laughs> okay, so um, first would be, uh, I feel like so many people have an expectation. Like, I, once I get this and this and this in order, then I'll be able to do X. <laughs> and first... I would say like just shatter that expectation because the only way to ever do anything is just to do it. Like dive in two feet, just do it. Um, you think you're setting yourself up and putting in all these precautions to prevent yourself from making mistakes, but you will make mistakes. It doesn't matter how many precautions you put in place, you will make the mistakes. And so just embrace mistakes. Embrace it, <laughs> do it, learn from the mistakes. Cause yeah, they suck and they usually are expensive but you won't make them again, usually. Sometimes you'll make it twice, whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, just there's, like, an expectation of, like, things have to be just, this has to be my given situation, and then I'll be able to start the business, or then I'll be able to expand to this next level, or then I'll be able to do this. And, honestly, the only way to do anything is just to do it. Mm -hmm. Just dive in. Do it. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Kendra. This was so much fun. Thank you.